oh my goodness, that's what I thought about this job. I was like, if I was a creative copywriter, but then again, no. <laughs> wait 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 if you were a sculptor what would you do okay wait. anyway i'm on the edge of my seat what would you do as a sculptor elson welcome to shut down volume two can't believe it took me this long to come up with that one. And we're not even in our Beach Boys season anymore. But anyway, I'm Cecilia. And I'm Gil. Welcome back, everybody. Um, anyway, how are you, Cecilia? Oh, I'm, I'm doing well, Gil. A little sleep deprived, but nothing that more sleep later can't fix, I guess. How are there you? We, I'm, I'm well. I'm well, sure. Uh, you know, always use more sleep. But uh, I'm excited to talk about, uh, about this song. But before, yeah, yeah, but before we get to that, I do have a loose end about Ryder in the Rain. And uh, um, Newman thinks the song's ridiculous, right? So anybody who says it's a, it's a, you know, it's a great song, uh, he just thinks that's that silly. But he also said... Uh, well, a you know, sincere he, song or an earnest song. I, I guess so, yes. Um, but he he often dismisses his songs as as uh, as nothing, but which is wrong, of course. But yeah. um, he yeah he I mean he's very dismissive of of his writing very often. Yeah, well, I, you told me about that Stevie Wonder. Oh yeah, <laughs> incident. <laughs> Not really an incident, but memory. Uh, but anyway, so uh, he was uh, he was mentioning that uh, that you know hearing. The eagle, because he said the only good thing on that on on Rider in the Rain is the Eagles. That's what makes it any any good at all. Um, but he says uh, he talks about the uh, hearing his you know his vocals um, next to the Eagles' harmonies was weird. And he said, "quote You remember the fat kid at the pool when you were little, whose mother made him wear those nose plugs and ear plugs and goggles, and he'd have to hold them all when he jumped in." I felt like him when the Eagles sang. <laughs> so, but that's what's great about the sound, right? Yes, that um, juxtaposition is inherently a good thing about the song. <laughs> yes, I would agree. I would agree. But he also said um, um, about uh, the song we talked about last week, um, or sorry, two weeks ago. Um, I'll be home. He said I didn't want to record it. People like it, and I've made more money off of it than off of Davy the Fat Boy by about a hundred times. And it doesn't even interest me, except for the arrangement. So uh, there you go. But anyway, so uh, just a couple loose ends there, and Randy being too dismissive about his own stuff. Yeah. Well, did he arrange it? Who arranged it? Uh, he did. Okay. So. <laughs> so but it's there, not. See, yeah. you can like, you can dislike the whole of something that you did and still appreciate parts of it. Yes. True. Very true. Um, all right. Um, you know, if Randy Newman was a part of this, ever came to join uh, one of these writing groups that I'm a part of, we have a rule in this writing group that you're not allowed to self-deprecate. So you bring something like we kind of all write something and then you go around and you share if you want and you cannot say anything to put your own work. So, what, hap and if you what, 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 what happens if you do? 
Yes. If you do, then we stop you and you have to give yourself three compliments. So I, I, Randy, think I don't to... know if you'd last. <laughs> I'm Jerry. Wood. You know that, or you'd quickly change your mindset about the way you view your own work. Yeah. I think you should have to pay the other members of the writing circle a dollar. Oh, so or, it's like an act. Well, a euro. Yes. A euro. <laughs> so, so it's a, t- it's a self-deprecation tax or fine. I yes, guess. exactly. Fine. Exactly. <laughs> So that'll really teach him. So shall we move? Uh, shall we move anyway, on? Anyway, yes, yes. So this right. song is called Kathleen, parentheses, Catholicism made easier. And on the uh, back of the, uh, the LP, guitars, Joe Walsh, mandolin, Rye Cooter, bass, Willie Weeks, drums, Rick Murata. That's not a oh, bad Rye Cooter move. is here. Yes. On mandolin. Um, mandolin? Yes. Did I it, even detect a mandolin on this song? I'm thinking uh, while uh, Volare was being uh, quoted, I'm thinking. Uh, real quickly. Oh, maybe. From yeah. uh, Randy Newman's American Dreams, Kevin Courier. Um, it's also where I read the, uh, the little quote about the uh, how Newman felt singing with the, be- uh, with the Eagles. Um According to Newman, guitarist Joe Walsh drove more than 180 miles a day round trip to be at the studio. So, uh, so Joe, not just he didn't just play; he uh, he 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 made the effort to get there. So that's not very eco-friendly. <laughs> it's 1977. Yeah, this is Earth Day had just started. Five five years before was it seventy or seven so, years I before? Think 70, seven I seven years before. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So um, he should have just slept at the studio. <laughs> they got couches and stuff. He could have stayed the night. Anyway, but <laughs> really proving his dedication. Good on you, Joe Walsh. Um, and so, uh, and of course, Walsh had uh, had played on Little Criminals as well. Yeah. So. Um, but that I think that's that's that we have I've done I think we've done all the all the Eagles at some point on the uh, on the, on the album so they've all chipped in at some point yes yeah. all right shall we start yeah let's start it off okay here we go. Musically speaking, this is not a ballad, but the tempo is very slow. And this is difficult to do. I believe that this should not be done unless the person is like has a really good handle on what it is that they're doing musically. And who better to do that than Newman? I would think so. So, but I, I really like the feel of this song already, the atmosphere that it's established. 
yes from a from a rhythmic and melodic perspective and real quickly when you say it's not technically a ballad what do you mean it's not a ballad like i'll be home is a ballad okay it's got a slow tempo but it's also got something reflective and meditative about it it doesn't like there are no type ballads tend to be love songs but not always Okay. Uh, you got you got your murder ballads, which right. are also kind of often also love songs in their way. Um, if we're going real real far back in the folk tradition, but in in this contemporary sense, you equate ballads with "I'll Be Home" with "Just the Way You Are," things okay. like that. All right. Okay. And, uh, and certainly, this is not a, a song can be slow without being a ballad. Is right. the point that I'm making? Okay. Fair enough. Although. You would think that with a song with a, a a woman's name as the title, that it could very well be, or maybe you know that's what we're kind of expecting. Although the subtitle does kind of undercut that. That's but, exactly. I think yes. if it were Kathleen alone, then we might very well be led to believe that. But the fact that there's a subtitle and what it is hints that that's not where the song is going. All right. Okay. Well, what's interesting to me is we've now gone to another city. We're now in Chicago, right? So, you know, besides uh, um, all the other, you know, Baltimore and uh, the various other places that we've uh, we've been here in on this album, um, the various uh, places, St. Louis and Tennessee and Arizona, et cetera, um, and Dusseldorf. No, all this, but so we're we're in Chicago, and that uh, that also would suggest explain kind of the bluesy feel too. Oh, sure, yeah, and we're down by the river, so ah. we have our water imagery right off the bat again. Yes, and when, it's another river. Yes, where no one goes, and little Wait, Spanish actually, priest. Uh, can I uh, can sure. I make a river comment? Sure. Last week I was listening to Billy Joel's "River of Dreams." Okay great song and he talks about in there's the one section of the verse that the river is wide but i walk down every evening and stand on the shore so he also talks about the river having a shore Ooh. like we talked about uh yes. In, yes. in germany before the war right which is not i mean technically we would say that a river has banks shore isn't the official term that we would view that we would associate with a river for the most part but there's at least one other person on one other occasion who has done that. Right. There's a, there's a, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if he, if that's some sort of allusion to hmm. the Newman song. Do you remember what he rhymes it with? Perchance. Of, da, da, I've been looking for, looking for. Okay. So four. Um, and yes. That's the same rhyme. I mean, it's 34, um, 1934. And he'd sit there by the shore um, and owned a store um, before the war. Uh, anyway, war. so, yeah. uh, but because uh, uh, Joel is a Newman fan. Um, I, I would I, imagine, I, yeah. From what I understand, that the, you know, before his concerts, he often plays the, uh, the theme from The Natural. That's one of the, that's kind of one of the, one of the tracks that he uses to lead into his shows. Interesting. Yes. So, um, yeah. And actually, hold on. I, um, 
I'm trying to think now who who called whom because okay, so when when uh, when John Mellencamp started uh, Farm Aid, oh yeah, um, in '85, I want to say something like that. He called Billy Joel to see if he would come out to Indiana um, to perform, mm-hmm. and <laughs> and Billy Joel said but they hate us out there. Um, um, and he said, Oh no, they don't, you know, so come on, you want to, you want to do this. You want to, yeah. and so then um, Joel calls Newman to see if he'd go out and perform. And the first thing he says to Billy Joel is, but they hate us out there. Um, and so, uh, but they both, they, they both appeared. So, um, so his using shore could be a little tip of the hat to, uh, to Randy. I had never, like, I've heard the song a lot, but I never made that association. Right. Yeah. I, um, I, yes, I, I, I don't, that's one of those songs that I listen to and I really like, but I couldn't tell you what it says. I couldn't sure. say, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't give you. Um, I might be able to sing a few lines here and there if it were playing, but I couldn't recall any any lines immediately. Although, yeah. um, um, when back in 2001, maybe, when uh, CCSU was host of the um, NEMLA conference, the Northeast Modern Language Association conference, and we held it down in Hartford, um, I... Uh, organized and uh, sort of hosted a session down at the old state house in Hartford. Um, and the theme was rivers, I think, was it rivers? Um, no, but one of the possibilities was kind of just looking at the Connecticut river um, as a um, sort of a starting point for papers about different authors and okay. I even I think I, I think I mentioned Billy Joel as a Connecticut author um, and uh, the River of Dreams, which uh, was because that's when he was living in Connecticut. If you still, okay. we may still still do that. I don't know. Anyway. Well, I'm sure that was a bigger hit than if you had used in Germany before the war. <laughs> yes. because You got to know your yeah. audience. You got to right. read yes. the room. And yes. And, you know, when you're when you're right on the river. Um, you know, um, in, in Hartford, that's where you, because, um, we could have had papers on, uh, um, Rudyard Kipling who, uh, lived in, lived in Vermont for a time. Oh no, um, really? Yes. You know, Yikes. kind of, uh, but anyway, last thing we so, need is him. Okay. <laughs> you know what? I'm fine with Flaubert. I hate Kipling. Okay. All right. I, I have no respect for him as a person. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I like the Jungle Book, but the Disney movie. You know why? Because Phil Harris is in it. There you go. <laughs> Bare necessities. Uh, All right. But I was going to say, uh, it, it wouldn't be the last time that you used Billy Joel either. In, uh, in an academic conference because of the Bard of Long Island. That's right. Yes, you're right. You're right. I keep going Sir back to William it's a, Joel. It's a, yes, it's a, um, it's a love-hate relationship. 
Um, no, no, no. I, I, I do, I do enjoy my uh, my Billy Joel music. Yeah. I, I, what I make fun of Billy Joel is uh, his driving or lack thereof. Or um, yeah. well, you yeah. know, he does too because he even <laughs> rode his motorcycle in the rain. And you told me not to drive, but I made it home alive. Yeah. And that was all before he got into all sorts of trouble, <laughs> hitting trees and things. You know, I was like, wow, oh, that tree jumped in prophetic. front of me. Yes. He foresaw his own. <laughs> See, that's someone who really knows himself. Yes. Yes. All right. Uh, but anyway, yes. down by this river uh, is where no one goes. Yes. And we could be married there in the courtyard by this old Spanish priest that no one knows. Um, all right. So a couple things here. Clearly, he's talking to Kathleen um, because he's um, telling her that I, I found this place that we could be married. Yeah. Um, so uh, um, but once again, so we, we have this we have this speaker and uh address e um but as you said this doesn't sound much like a love song um even though he's is he proposed is this the proposal or have they already set that up have we you know have, have, and now has, they're working out the details and now they're working out the details yeah that's a good um, question but it doesn't sound it doesn't sound like this is something that's already been settled to me. Yeah. Well, even if it hasn't settled, it all sounds very last minute. Like, oh, now okay. we're scrambling to find some place to like a venue for the wedding and someone to officiate. Like it, it really, it doesn't sound very well thought through. Okay. Fair enough. I would agree. Even if it has been, even if it has happened in stages, even if it isn't happening all at once, like, oh, let's get married. I've already found a place and a priest and stuff. So do you want to do this? It still has an air of disorganization. I would agree. pronounces the Italian that way, the city of Venice sinks one more centimeter underwater. <laughs> but Nail of course, blue Pinto, no. <laughs> but of course, the question is, what language does he think it is? Yeah, right. Is it is it Spanish because it's an old Spanish priest? Is it Spanish Latin? Priest. Is it Latin because that's the language of the Catholic Church? Of the Church, yeah. But it doesn't really matter because 
he it's neither of those right yeah. it's not what he thinks right um and of course what and is the audience that? gets the joke because he's just quoting volare right right which is uh, a uh, an italian pop song from 1958 written by uh, domenico madugno and franco Migliacci, um and later translated uh into english uh actually i didn't even check to see who who uh, did the English lyric, but uh, Volare. Um, and uh, there was a, a car, um, the Volare, um, that might have been popular right at this time as well. Um, mm. So, uh, yes, with real Corinthian leather. Um, uh, Fernando Lamas was the, uh, Fernando Lamas, I think, yeah, uh, was the spokesman for it. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, but it's it's funny because it's a pop song, right? It's not, it's it's nothing liturgical. It's not the, you know, it's it's not what the priest would be saying, uh, yeah. and it's not in the language that uh, our speaker thinks it is. And real quickly, what do those words mean? Uh, literally speaking, it's in the blue, painted blue. Uh, I would be happy to stay up there. Felice di stare. I'd be happy to like stay because in the context of volare, which is to fly, like to, to, I'd be happy to stay in the sky. We're suspended. We're floating because of our love. And the last part? Uh, oh, right. You're, you're more beautiful than a dream. So that's at least, okay. So yeah. So, um, and that means you love him and he loves you. What's, what's, What's what I find intriguing about this, besides the joke that he, you know, he's quoting this um, pop song, this foreign pop song in a language he doesn't know um, and thinks is something else, is the weird third person about. Oh, this. well, that's I think he's now adopting the voice of the priest. Right. So, this is okay. what the priest is saying when they're standing okay. there and he's like turns to her and she's like, that means you love him and he loves you. All and right. then he keeps going. Okay. All right. That's so, how I always imagined it. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, I just find, well, because then Kathleen, 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 the best one in the world. Do you refer to someone that you're with in that third person? Right, Kathleen, Kathleen, Kathleen. Okay, that could be direct address, but then the best one in the world. Yeah, that's that seems that just I don't know. Seems like an odd moving, construction. Moving into the because that's what I would call the chorus. That and we'll talk about this more later in the song. But the structure of this song is all over the place. It's right. not constructed in a verse chorus like the way a typical pop song would be or the way we know that Newman is capable of doing in other songs. So, yeah, so as we move into the chorus, we're back into the voice of the narrator, but he is kind of alternating between addressing, unless like he's just saying to her, like, you're the best one in the world. Right. Maybe it's all addressed directly to her. Yes, but, but leaving out the your is weird. Yeah, that is weird. Because especially since, how do you make someone feel special? Say, 
I've always been crazy about Irish girls. <laughs> you're you're just my type. He's either like fetishized her in some way, or, or yeah, I just I just have a type. And so okay, I googled Chicago Irish population. Okay. Because I've never thought of Chicago as a particularly Irish city. I've never been to Chicago. But when I think Irish cities, I mostly think Boston. Right. Okay. Um, so, and I never, like, I don't know, Michelle Obama never talked about it in her memoir. So, and currently, 204,000 Chicagoans, or 7.5% of the city's population, claim Irish ancestry. So, that's not very much. Okay. There's only 7.5%. Right. Was that the, the case in the 70s? I did not okay. check yeah. with the like contemporaneously with the song. And the 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 uh, Irish thing could be tied to the Catholicism thing more than the Chicago yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, if I mean uh, that's that's a good point. Like her name is Kathleen. She's Catholic. She's probably she's probably Irish Catholic. Yes. Right. So, um, but yes. So, um, um, but I, I wondered if it had something to do with, given that he named a setting specifically, right, and set us in Chicago. I wondered if it had something. I was like, oh, is there are there a lot of Irish Catholics living in Chicago, or were there? I just I didn't know. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I've. Um, you're right. I tend to think of Boston too, but at the same time. Um, was uh, Mayor Daly or the Daly's uh, um, Irish? Um, so, uh, um, and is I was I always get my my fires uh, my fires confused. <laughs> um, Mrs. O'Leary's cow is that uh, is that Chicago or San Francisco? I am not even sure what you're talking about. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, real quickly, first of all, I've got to correct myself now so I don't have to leave a loose end. Um, okay. The, uh, the, the Pontiac, the Pontiac Volare was, in fact, very popular during the 70s, but it wasn't Fernando Lamas. It was Ricardo Montalban um, okay. uh, talking about the fine Corinthian leather. So, uh, and uh, there we go. Anyway, so uh, that's the car. But anyway, so the fact that and and people um, people may have known Valari before because um, lots of lots of people had uh, had recorded it, but then yeah. it became popular again because of the car name. But uh, but anyway, um, let me check out Mrs. O'Leary's cow. Which is a song by Brian Wilson, by the I was way. Say, is this a song? Okay. It is, but no, but. Uh, no, oh, but but that's because it's based on the cow belonging to Mrs. Catherine O'Leary that is often blamed in folklore for starting the Chicago Fire of 1871. And it's an instrumental okay. song. The fires from... that I know are the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire and the Hartford Circus Fire, okay. both of which happened in the early 20th century. Okay. So, yeah, so this is the, uh, the Chicago Fire. And real quickly, the uh, um, Mrs. O'Leary's Cow is from the never finished smile album. So okay. uh, there you go. Um, all right. But so there is a, a, is the Irish with Chicago. with Chicago as well as with the Catholicism. Right. Okay. So this seems like a marriage that is set up for success. <laughs> yes. 
and and it is and and i i think part of part of our our trouble here is the the shifting shifting focus the shifting uh point of view mm -hmm. um and um our speaker not being not being very clear yeah. um and generalizing right because what every every person wants to hear from the uh, from someone expressing their love for them is generalizations right yes. yeah <laughs> um is yeah grouping I, me I, together I, with yeah. all the other irish yeah. girls or you know i like no i love you because you're brunette right or yeah uh, you know because hey i mean a real love song says i don't even know if your eyes are blue or green <laughs> or green or blue right and you get these hey's, hey, 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 come what may. Once again, he's totally vague and totally like non-committal. This is the same. I feel like he's just saying things that he thinks sound like love things. Okay. Because they're with the with the quoting volare, and then he's like, right. "Oh, that's a pop love song. That's about love. Uh, come what may. That's a." love that's something you would say when you were professing your love to someone so i i feel like he's just saying these things that he think are in place in this situation but he's too unfocused for them to actually mean anything right and it could just be that he's always been crazy about irish girls and he's got this irish girl right here and that's all that matters, right? That yeah. doesn't, you know, kind of this, mm. this, the, the specifics don't, don't matter. Um, you know, whatever Kathleen may bring to the table, he doesn't care in some ways. I really like the musical choices, uh, the way, particularly the way the piano and the guitar harmonize because it's been yes. getting richer as it goes along. Uh, or I guess kind of, it's it's going to be richer as they move into the chorus as opposed to uh, the verse. But I, I just I really like the way it sounds. Yes, I agree. I agree. And and, you know, and this is where the you know. Um, we we have so little to go on lyrically in, in a sense. Um, we need the uh, we need the music to uh, to sort of compensate. Um, and so maybe that's where the where the passion is. That's where the uh, the control. Because you said you know you can't play it that slowly without control. And yeah. so maybe maybe that's it. And we we've seen this sort of character before from Newman. You know, sort of the controlling uh, um, uh, the controlling man. Go back to uh, Tickle Me from uh, Newman Live, 1971 or zero, either 70 or 71. And you've got, um, it sort of sounds kind of cute, um, you know, tickle me. We, we've got nothing else to do, so tickle me. Um, but in fact, he doesn't want to talk to his, uh, his, his significant other. Um, the TV's broken. The, there, on the radio, there's nothing but news. But uh, why don't you tickle me? And then after that, I'll decide what else we'll do, right? So he's mm. a very, it's, it sounds fun, but he's very controlling. He's the one who determines everything. And, and the great thing is if you tickle me, then we don't have to talk to one another. Yeah, uh, well, and think of you can leave your hat on. Yeah, right. Which is a series of instructions. Right. 
And it's, you know, they, they don't know what love is. I know what love is. Right. So, yes. Um, and this, this guy seems more what um, or less. This guy seems more ineffectual. Yes. That was just my term. Yes, I agree. Um, but uh, anyway, so shall we, yeah. what do you want to, should I play this? You want me to play the next part, uh, the, the second part again and hear that musical buildup? And the best one of what, what's the one in the world? Is that the best, best Kathleen? Best Kathleen, the best Irish girl. Um, that's a you know that's that's a weird expression too. Forget yeah. it's just the, the forget the third person nature of it. Um, it's even it's it's vagueness is odd. You know, yeah. It's not I always interpreted in it as the best Kathleen because <laughs> there are a lot of Kathleen's in the world. There are, there are. Okay, so, uh, but even there, that's uh, that's problematic in its own way. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Yeah. The language is bizarre. <laughs> All right. Well, now at least, right? I we get I dream of you, Kathleen. Right? Yeah, I've searched through um, all the world. I dream of you. This is now sounding more like conventional love song language. Right. Although, right, the uh, it also seems like exaggeration to be polite. Well, right? we're pretty sure he hasn't searched yes. through all the Not world. <laughs> You've searched through part of Chicago, maybe. <laughs> Uh, and then he undercuts it at the end with the repetition of I've always been crazy about Irish girls. Yeah, um, it's uh, you would think that, uh, you know, because there are all sorts of, you know, think about all those. Um, once again, Beach Boys, right, about California girls. Well, you know, he, he lists a whole bunch of different 
girls, right? Yeah. Um, here it's, well, I've always been crazy about Irish girls and you're the best one in the world. And I've <laughs> right. searched all over the world. Has he searched for Irish girls all over the world? Um, but no, probably over just uh, this, uh, this place, place in Chicago where no one goes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you're right. It, it sounds more love songish, but once again, it's cliches. Cliches yeah, or and it, generalities and not, or stereotypes. We're not buying it. Yes. Yes. So, and the structure I have for this, because now this is sort of a, it, you had that middle section with the hey, 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 hey. And then we came back to the chorus. So the way that I structure this song is A, B, C, B, C. Because A is the verse part. And then B right. is the chorus. And then C is the hey, hey, hey. And then back to B. And then we're just getting into C, which is C again, which is the slide guitar, which is just nope. a reiteration of the previous section. Right. So real weird structure. <laughs> goes out on that lyric again right we didn't talk earlier about i'm gonna take you away away before the second oh yes chorus, right which i mean i take with a grain of salt i don't think it means anything more than the narrator in baltimore who says gonna buy a big old wagon to haul us all away i don't think they're actually going anywhere Right. But that was, you know, there it's a dream. It's a, and, you know, kind of, we want to get out, but we probably never will. Right. And yeah. that says more about the situation, you know, the economic and social situation of Baltimore uh, or any, you know, kind of urban, urban city in 1977, urban city, any urban, uh, um, anyway, any, any large city in, uh, in 1977 yeah. here, it's this this isn't a socioeconomic thing this is uh this is this guy um lying to her you know oh, um, yeah. you so this, this isn't societal this is individual right right okay. um at least that's the way i read it um, sure yeah and it's and this is where um you kind of hope that kathleen sees through all this you know it's like mm -hmm. get out kathleen get out while you can yeah stop hanging around um, with this loser <laughs> uh, because it's 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 you know it's there's nothing sinister here although no again, yeah he no he doesn't seem again he seems too weak to really control her in any egregious way but he's just kind of clueless and a loser 
right but she has to be she has to have a she has to have at least a clue to notice that right because right. yeah. has he wooed her um with his international kind of his international flair right i can quote i you know i know spanish or italian or sorry spanish or latin um etc so yeah. oh, you know, yeah. what so there is and you know this is where if you if you if you think of newman's songs uh you know with a with a with a wide lens and you start thinking about all those songs where terrible things happen um, or terrible things can happen then you start wondering oh no right um he's going to take you down by the river where no one goes that could be bad right but that's i right. that that yeah. may be overthinking everything here i think we're supposed to laugh at him um and uh i think we can hope that she's why you know that she got more uh, sense than that right right so what about what about the subtitle is it is you know catholicism made easier right um what clearly it's it's meant to be funny yeah um but anything else i, I and I, I i don't have an answer to this this is yeah. just no this isn't this isn't a uh, um so i uh, i'm just thinking you know first of all it's not catholicism because i often make this mistake and you often correct me it's not catholicism made easy it's catholicism made easier oh catholicism isn't easy for anyone that's the point of catholicism (laughs) it's you gotta jump through those hoops kid um which is true of all the major religions when you think yeah Yeah, I mean, so, uh, and so, um, but yeah, yeah, you're supposed to, you have to reach enlightenment and think, like, yeah, there's always some effort involved, but okay. So I think it's that, you know, we could just go down to the river and get married. We don't have to, because with Catholic weddings, there's all these rules as being a church, you have to, you know, no, no secular music inside the mass. Like all these, Catholicism is all about the rituals. It's a whole, it's all very organized. There's a whole spectacle to it, even just to like a regular Sunday mass. Right. It's kind of okay. this big production. And so, so we can, oh, so, you know, we, we don't have to do any of that. We don't have to have a, a, like a bridal party or premarital counseling or any of that stuff. We could just go down to the river and get this priest to marry us. Okay. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. So we can kind of, uh, so we can, do what you as a, as an Irish girl need, but we can do it. No fuss, no muss. And, and kind of fulfill what, you know, you probably want a Catholic wedding. So we'll give you a Catholic wedding. Um, and, but we'll, we'll do it more easily than normal. So like least common denominator Catholic wedding. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, but it's, it's a, it's a funny title. Yeah, Um, it is. Certainly that, and, and that certainly, uh, tips us off that this isn't going to be a beautiful ballad to uh, um, women named Kathleen, right? You're not going to be crooning this yeah. to uh, you're not, you're your not going to name your baby Kathleen after the song. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there we go. Um, and we do get the sense that our narrator is not Catholic. Yes, right. Um, nor Irish. Right. Nor Irish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Neither of those things. 
nor Spanish, nor Italian. Um, yeah, so. nor nor any any ethnicity which might give him a head start in Romance languages. Exactly. So, uh, uh, but here we have a potential potential new family beginning, right? Um, you know, yeah. kind of. Uh, so it ties in with uh, with sort of that uh, that family theme that's run through here, run, run through this album. We've got the river. We've got the water. Um, we've got uh, a song reference, right? One of the, that's yes. uh, that's something that we've seen several times. Yeah. And uh, and so um, and and this you know kind of expressing Newman's very rich musical uh, you know kind of sense of musical history, which we'll see again next week in our final track. Can't believe we're already at the final track. I know, but then we'll have more after that. So uh, just uh, not on the album, the final right. track of the album. Oh, right. Yes. Um, but I mean, last last week we had fake cowboys and this week we have not 100 percent Catholicism. <laughs> <laughs> kind of kind of fake religion. Because actually, yeah, kind of. So even even you get the sense it'll be an outdoor ceremony, right? Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so. No, and um, they won't even have made like a trellis with an arch and like flowers woven into it. It's just going to be on on the banks of the river. What's yeah. the river in Chicago? I know there's a lake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the thing about the Chicago cities. All cities have a river. The Chicago River. Really? Is a system of rivers and canals with a combined length of 156 miles that runs through the city of Chicago, including its center. Oh, cool. Didn't know. Chicago listeners, Chicago. feel free to reach out with your experience of <laughs> the rivers in your town. You didn't even say anything about like deep dish pizza or anything. You don't, I, you know, kind of here's, here's, uh, is this a song where you don't get a scent? And I, you know, I think Chicago is just a setup, right? It's just to, um, there, you know, it could yeah. have been Boston. It could have been any, any, you know, lots of other places too. Right. So, um, and this is what always not hangs me up, but something that I've always found difficult about writing short stories in particular, uh, which I, we've often compared Newman's songwriting to short story writing. Right. So, because if you write a story and you've set it in a particular place, and you take it to a workshop, for example, there's going to be those people who are like, well, you name this as the setting, but we don't get any real sense of being there. So they're really going to hold you to like capturing the essence of the place. Right. And then there are going to be the people who don't care right. <laughs> and who like, okay, this could have been set anywhere. Like what's happening in the plot. And does that have anything to do? Cause I've, I've read stories by, you know, to successful stories by successful writers who it's like, they mention the town once or the, oh, I, I was from here. They mentioned something geographically relevant to either the plot or the characters that is then just never mentioned again. So clearly it's possible to not get too bogged down in the details of the place unless it's a story that's really concerned with place in which it's going to be a different type of story anyway. Okay. And so real quickly, so 
it's you never really know or i never really know where the line is um three of the most heavily catholic cities are also three of the nation's largest cities about a third of the residents of new york mm -hmm. los angeles and chicago are catholic 33% in New York, 32% in LA, 34% in Chicago. Okay. So, um, so there's your, that's maybe, that's so even more than Irish. Than it's about the Irish Catholic. factor. It's the Catholic factor. Yeah. Interesting. Cause yeah, both New York and LA, I would understand or like would come to mind immediately. Yeah. So we have the, another, another kind of, kind of messed up, uh, um, or um, he's well developed in so far as that we know that he's messed up uh, yes. narrator uh, or yes. speaker speaker. So um, and we don't we, we don't think that the, um, his, his marriage to Kathleen is going to last very long. And we kind of hope deep down it never happens. That yeah, it, it ends before it begins. Yes. There was that movie, The Irishman, that I never watched. Yes, I haven't seen it either. That was back, well, that was way back at the beginning of 2020 when that was like one of the problems we thought we were going to have with the year. It was that and like, like we thought our biggest problem of 2020 was going to be cats. Remember that? <laughs> People tweeting about it and talking about it and just like reveling in how bad it was. And, and we how long like, the Irishman was. Yes. They're like, oh my how God. How long the Irishman was. Like, wow, these things are ridiculous. And then the murder hornets. Remember them? Oh, the murder hornets. They disappeared because they were like, you guys are clearly going through some stuff. We'll come back later. Uh, and two years later, we're still here. There you go. So, <laughs> ah, time. Back when we were young and innocent and only worried about. Robert De Niro and Andrew Lloyd Webber. <laughs> See now, why don't they do work together? See, that's uh, there. That there that yeah, that's the that's Even the collab that we need to, to see happen. I to, guess. Uh, but to um, De Niro's credit, he already did a musical, so there's no need. Oh yeah. Um. All right. So next time, next time, old man on the farm. Yeah, I have no idea what this song is about. All right. Excellent. I'm tell you guys right now. So listeners, unless you do know what this song is about, in which case you're one step ahead of me, we're going to be in the same boat to continue with our water adjacent metaphors. Even though, please, you know, contact, uh, contact us and let us know what you think even before we do it. So yeah. we'll, we'll, and we'll, we'll, we'll quote you on the air as it were. So, well, anyway, I've, I've got nothing, nothing else. Yeah, me neither. It's a good song. All right. I agree. Anyway, so until next time, everybody, this is Gil. And this is Cecilia. Go um, engage with some Irish content this week, I guess. Or sing Volare. Or sing Volare. Yes. Anything bye -bye. Irish Catholic, Italian Catholic, <laughs> any, any of them, you're good. Hispanic Catholic. All right. Bye-bye, <laughs> everyone. Okay. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for listening to Pod Sounds. We're glad you're here. Subscribe, rate, review, all that good stuff. You can find us on Insta at pod underscore sounds underscore podcast. You can find me at CM Giglio, and you can find Gil at CT Halfwit.
I've been your co-host and producer, Cecilia Gelati. See you soon.